Okay, let's do this. As we go into the world of the haters. Don't be hating. Just living the dream. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What's she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks at the end zone. Hunter in ball, caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Well, he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. <laughs> That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. <laughs> you chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values are all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Hey, good afternoon on this Tuesday, 16th day of May. It is 2017 as of last check. And back here at 105.5 The Roar, hanging out with Kelly Gramlich. I am Roy Philpott. Great to have you with us as always on a spring-like sunsplash. Beautiful Tuesday afternoon. If you didn't know any better, it feels like July. By the time we're uh, all said and done today, maybe, in fact, uh, it, it'll be July. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? A lot to get into today. By the way, the super lock of the Millennium cashed in late last night. Boston over Washington, minus the five. They didn't win by 15, but they uh, more than uh, covered that five-point spread. And uh, as we gave it to yesterday at the end of the show, we appreciate all who listened and supported us. And, in fact, I received one tweet late last night. Hey, great call today. With the Celtics over the Washington Wizards. And uh, it was a fun game last night. I say Thomas showed up. Game seven. I just love watching game seven. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And as expected, Boston took care of business. You can't go against those numbers. You can't go against the metrics there. The home team in game seven, the NBA playoffs over the course of time, wins about 80% of the time. In addition, the Celtics-Wizards series this year, all 10 games, won by the home team. You just figure going in, it would be foolish to go the other direction, even giving up the five points uh, for entertainment purposes only. And as expected, Boston took care of business. As expected, upper management wrong yet again, which is very pleasing, especially when upper management is taking care of upper management kind of business today. And so he's driving around right now. He is smashing his steering wheel because when he is not here, 
I get to talk trash, and there's nothing he can do about it. He, there, there, there's no way he can come back from it. He just has to sit there and take it, which is always pleasing to me. If you want to talk with us today, uh, let's do it. 654-7627, 654-ROAR. Also on the text line, 986-1566. We got Clemson baseball later today. Coastal Carolina comes to town. Uh, normally kind of a normal midweek kind of game, but anything but normal right now. Clemson needs to win. Coastal Carolina is the defending national champions, believe that or not. How many people have forgotten that? It's not really been a great year for the Shauna Clears. It's the Shauna Clears, not the Shanna Clears. Always bothers me when people mess that up. Big game today, the final midweek contest of the regular season. Tigers at NC State this weekend. All these games become must-win affairs. I thought it was interesting this morning, too. We heard from our good friend Will Vandervoort uh, calling in on Quack Show, which I always appreciate his insight. And, you know, Willie V and I used to do radio back in the day. I always had a great time doing radio with Willie V because we could get him by the end of 30 or 60 minutes or maybe two hours to say just about anything. Like, we could talk him into anything. He would say things that uh, were, were, you know, were a little bit out there, but we appreciated the commentary. And it was interesting to hear him talk this morning somewhat because he stated verbatim, essentially, that Clemson's got some work to do to make sure that it's still going to be able to host in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I thought that was interesting considering uh, what was out there or what's been said or what's been written about uh, concerning the Clemson baseball program, once thought of as a lock to be a national seed, now with plenty of work to do, maybe just a host. Uh, win today, and I, I think some of those concerns are alleviated. But uh, good stuff from Will Vanderford. And I want to talk about that and what Clemson needs to do over the course of the next week or so, including up at Louisville, the ACC tournament this year, to uh, make sure that it can host and, and maybe get back into that national seed conversation as well. If you want to talk with us, give us a buzz on the Northland Communication phone line, 654-7627. KG, how are we doing today back there? Roy, I'm doing great. How are Good. you? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, always a pleasure working with you. Uh, I, I trust you and Quok had a nice little show this morning. We did. We did. A lot of nonsense, but it was fun. A lot of nonsense? I mean, that's I, what we pride I, ourselves on. I, I heard maybe five or six minutes of the interview with Will Vandervoort, which I just spoke about, and I uh, didn't really hear anything else. What was the uh, main topic of the morning? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, we talked Clemson baseball. We talked a little NBA, Celtics, Wizards. We talked about James Harden. We did some crunch the numbers. Um, Notre Dame and possibly entering into the ACC. There's been some reports of Notre Dame interested in entering as a full-time member. That's kind of been a juicy topic of yeah. conversation recently. And then do you bring in a 16th team? Do you keep it 15? Well, Our course. conference is getting way too big, which I think they are. So just kind of all that sprinkled into down the show. I want to talk more about this Notre Dame conundrum perhaps today because there's some interesting reports trickling out in the last 48 hours or so, including some numbers which support the idea that Notre Dame should join this conference on a full-time basis. And, you know, as we've kind of stated from day one, we, we feel like it's going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. The, the, the issue is what will be the straw that breaks the camel's back up in South Bend? What will force... I mean, I, and literally force the Fighting Irish to join the ACC in football because everything else, they're basically on board. And I, I think it comes down to money, cash, currency, and uh, prestige. And, and maybe for the first time, there's at least some cracks in the old Golden Domer's helmets indicating that it may make some sense to join the ACC uh, and bring the football program along with it. And did you see the money Notre Dame ended up paying Charlie Weiss in his buyout? Over I, I, six it was years? like 19 large. 19 million over six years. <laughs> While 
Roy, while he was also receiving a buyout from University of Kansas from getting fired there. He was receiving two buyouts from two football programs at the same time. What a great country we live in where Charlie Weiss can cash in. I mean, I was just thinking about that. I saw the numbers. It was $19 million a buyout from Notre Dame specifically. And then I, I didn't even realize Kansas was paying him as well. So he's literally getting paid millions of dollars a month to do nothing. And I was thinking about what does that average paycheck look like? I mean, you, you, you're just waiting by the mailbox, <laughs> right? And, and here it comes and it's got the perforated edges and you kind of rip it off. And there's a check and it's seven figures. I mean, almost monthly. I guess Uncle Sam takes what he wants. You're still making like 500 grand a month. That, that's incredible to me. And you're making that money not to do anything. You're making that money to simply go away with your hands in your pockets. Charlie Weiss wow. was almost making as much money per year as Mike Bray throughout those times. Um, wow. Wow. I, we all should have gone into coaching. Yeah. Now, granted, you're going to be a nomad for a couple of years. But once you're in, baby, you're in. It's like this elite fraternity we all should, should just die to be a part of. I don't know. It's not easy. I don't want to downplay that. A lot of things going on today. We're going to talk some more college football. Coastal Carolina in town. Final regular season home game for the Tigers in baseball. Hopefully not the uh, final home tilt this year. Hopefully the NCAA tournament returns here to Clemson. I think that it will. And a win tonight would certainly go a very long way. Let's go to the Northland Communication phone line. Special guest joins us here in our first segment. Wayne Coffin from over there in Tigertown joins us. Uh, Wayne, we appreciate you uh, calling us up today. What's going on? Hey, I just thought I'd call. You know, you got the Tiger Trust program, and I think uh, Terry Allen, Keith Jennings, Diamond Adams, a little shout-out for them graduating. Yeah. Um, you know, one guy's 51 years of age, one's 49, and those, and also those. Uh, a lot of people don't know that those, those by those three guys graduating, Coach Sweeney's program will gain three academic progress rate points for next year's graduation rate. Wow. Which, you know, so that's the thing the NCAA started a few years back to try to get the older uh, athletes to come back and maybe finish their degrees. And so, you know, having three former Tigers get their degree, along with Antoine McLean and Darius Robinson graduating, that made their respective classes 100% graduation rate under Coach Sweeney. So five guys graduate Friday. This uh, says a little bit about the uh, program and the direction and uh, – not just as Coach Sweeney speaks about the four wheels on the bus, not just the athletic wheels, but the other wheels that are go a part of being successful. When I love reading about the story uh, surrounding Terry Allen coming back and being a part of the program again, but you, you mentioned the APR, and, and that data obviously is very impressive from the football perspective. But it, Dabo mentioned it maybe two or three years ago where he went back over the hundreds of seniors that they've had, and literally you could count on one hand the number of players that have left his program uh, without graduating. And the majority of those, if not every single one, had, had left early for the NFL and were actively working on their degree, either do, do, you know doing online coursework or maybe during the summertime. I, I mean, he, he, he talks the talk and he walks the walk as far as athletes coming into his program and getting that degree, doesn't he? Well, that's a uh, good thing because, like I said, Darius Robinson and Antoine McLean were two of the ones that yeah. he was missing from his list. And, of course, and then Harem Pringle's going to graduate in August. So that'll be another APR point. So, I mean, we actually were discussing today that the football team may be over 1,000 if there's one, some, you know, any such thing next year because it looks good for next year. And then you add the four points in and kind of if there's such a thing of going over 1,000, that's a possibility next year. It's incredible. Incredible, Wayne. We appreciate that and uh, appreciate the conversation today. Thank you, my friend. 
All right. Y'all have a great day. You Thanks. too. Wayne Kaufman checking in, who's uh, been instrumental kind of behind the scenes over there for a long period of time. I imagine you you got to know Wayne a little bit during your time at Clemson. I did. He worked at Vickery. Um, and as a student athlete, you're at Vickery pretty much every day. So, right. And he was very well known in the Vickery halls. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever talked with Wayne uh, one-on-one in person, but uh, certainly know about uh, the great job he's done behind the scenes for so many years. He's also known as Cheech to most people. Yes. So if you're kind of confused, who's Wayne? It's it's Cheech. There you go. You remember the number that Dabo gave us? I, I want to say this was a year or two ago where there was a, a number floating around, and I, I want to say it was something like this. It was like 103 out of 108 or 103 out of 109 the players that had come through the program under his watch that had moved on after playing football here, you know, not players that had transferred out to other programs, but the players that had gone through, played football, maybe redshirted a year, and the number was at around like 109, I think. I don't know why I'm pulling that number out of the clear blue sky. Out of the 109 possible graduates, from Clemson football over the course of the last X number of years, 103 had actually, I, I think, finished their degree. And Wayne just mentioned Darius Robinson, D-Rob, and Antoine McClain being two out of maybe the, the five or six that hadn't. So so that, that number has now dwindled even more. But it was a staggering percentage of athletes that had come through the football program that have gone on to get their degree. And, I mean, Dabo was almost batting 1,000 then. Can we look up those numbers and see what they look like? What do you have? Well, I have a list of the total APR scores. I can look up more Clemson-centric ones, Roy, but these are the total APR scores per school, okay, as, right. as Clemson ranks. Only 13 Power 5 schools rank above Clemson. And most of those, I mean, a lot of these schools on this list, Roy, you have Dartmouth, Northwestern, Elon, Michigan, Duke, Vanderbilt. I mean, really, really good schools, right? Yale, Brown, Cornell. And so only 13 of these are power five. And then if you want to look at maybe you could just say the programs that have won 10 games in the past few seasons with these APR scores, you would only have Clemson, Auburn's up there, uh, Washington's up there. Surprisingly, Louisville is up there. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, Louisville has an APR rank rating of 988. They're in about the top 15. But a lot of these schools, you know, you, you associate with really good academics and not necessarily with success on the field. But Clemson is one of the two that, that has both. Receiving uh, a text here from, from multiple people uh, over there on campus, and I thank each and every one of you. Uh, the number I'm being given now is 157 total potential graduates coming through the program. And out of the 157, 151 have earned that degree. And have got the uh, got the degree in hand, and I imagine that number goes up uh, after last week. And so, very impressive. It's one thing to talk the talk; it's another thing to walk the walk. You're winning games. You're winning games at an unprecedented level. You've been as consistent as any football program in the country this decade. You've won a national championship. You played for another. You've won three conference titles after not having won one in more than 20 years. And you're also graduating players at an unprecedented clip. And I would argue that what we're seeing right now, we've never seen that kind of consistency as far as players receiving their degrees. And Dabo has talked about it many, many times as well in the past, where if a guy moves on as an underclassman to the NFL, to the draft, he personally handwrites notes every single summer. Hey, you still owe us that degree. 
You still have to come back here, get your piece of paper, finish your coursework, and deliver on the promise that you made me when you left here. And I, I think he did that with Dwayne Allen. I think, he's, I think he's done it with former players, guys that didn't even fall under the Dabo umbrella circa December 2008. It's pretty special to be able to do that, is it not? I mean, that's pretty spectacular. It's very special. And, Roy, I'm going to give you a little quiz. You have five programs at Clemson that have that prestigious 1,000 APR number. All right, where basically you're graduating every single player. Mm-hmm. Of uh, women's, you have volleyball, golf, and cross country. Men's, you have cross country and men's basketball. How about men's that? basketball, a, a thousand APR ranking. When you think about it here, you think, okay, that makes sense. All those guys graduate, but it's odd that your men's basketball program has that good of an APR ranking. It's good. It's fantastic, and that's something that you can recruit to as well. You go and sit down and talk to the moms and the dads out there. Your son comes here. He becomes our son. And by the way, when he comes here, he's going to graduate with a degree. It's powerful, powerful. That's a powerful message. And then it's even more powerful when you can back it up with these kinds of metrics and say, you know what? About 95% of the guys that are coming through our doors are graduating. And the ones that aren't left school a year early to go to the NFL. And they will be graduating at some point in time in the near future. But it's great to see some of the former all-world players here, like Terry Allen, uh, grab the degree. And I saw a couple of pic- pictures of him uh, graduating from this past weekend. And he's been associated with the program for the last year or so. It's great to have that kind of influence back on the staff and uh, to see him get the degree having left Clemson more than 25 years ago is nothing short of spectacular as well. You want to talk about any of that, give us a buzz. 654-7627-654. Roar coming up later in the show. Our good friend Daniel Shirley joins us. Sports editor of the Macon Telegraph. He's coming up at 125. Your phone calls as well. Going to talk some NBA playoffs. Eastern Conference Finals are set. What do we think is going to happen? What's going on with James Harden? Some weird stories circulating around the interweb this morning. We'll give you details on that. And also talking some college football. We didn't get to it yesterday. Do our very best to try to get to it today. ESPN's way too early top 25. Identifying the key questions surrounding all top 25 programs before the start of preseason camp. As summer workouts get underway, we'll peruse that list and kind of Give you some of the um, meat and potatoes from that as well. On a very busy Tuesday, beautiful outside, a lot to talk about. We'll do that and more after this. You can be the spark. To bring light where there was dark. To leave an everlasting mark. To walk. To reflect. To run. To ride. To remember. And to bark. To create an inspiring landmark. To To complete the Cancer Survivors Survivors Park. Park. The Cancer Survivors Park is located in downtown Greenville, between Falls Park and Cleveland Park. Be the spark. Give today and remember always at cancersurvivorspark.org. It's bow time at Bojangles. Try the new Chicken Supreme Sandwich today. Imagine this season diving into your own in-ground pool. Make it happen with Aqua Pool Care. For as little as 19000 you and your family will finally have your own backyard oasis. Aqua Pool Care has over 35 years of experience in commercial, residential, and pool renovations. Maybe your pool needs a new liner. They have plenty to choose from. Turn those hot days of summer into cool days and fun outdoor memories with Aqua Pool Care. Call them at 508-1885 or online at aquapoolcarellc.com. 
see young men and women throughout the state compete during the state finals rodeo at Garrison Arena, May 25th through 27th. Action in a number of categories, including team roping and goat tying, bareback bronc and bull riding, calf and breakaway roping, barrel racing and pole bending. Adults $12, students with ID $8, and free for 5 and under. Save $2 buying advance tickets at Boot Barn and Easley. Sponsored by HP Veterinary Services and Home Place Horse and Cattle Company. Jacob Thompson, a U.S. Marine who just returned from combat to a civilian world. The brotherhood was gone. Nobody cared whether or not I went to work or not. Nobody, nobody was worried about it. It was just, it was basically all on me. Upstate Warrior Solution provides a bridge to civilian life for warriors and their families. Help us to help them. Donate or volunteer at upstatewarriorsolution.org. You owe it to yourself to check out Purple Haze of Anderson in their brand new location. Voted the Upstate's best piercing studio, Purple Haze is now at 3448 Cinema Avenue in Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Body jewelry, glassware, tapestries, incense, candles and posters, and award-winning piercing facilities and piercing professionals. Purple Haze, 3448 Cinema Avenue, Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Look for a new Clemson location coming soon. With the warm weather, we think of spring cleaning our homes and businesses. Be sure to include your plumbing system inside and out on your list of spring cleaning chores. Your friends at Roto-Rooter, serving the upstate and western North Carolina, are here 24-7 if your plumbing spring cleaning gets the best of you. Check out their website for spring plumbing tips so you won't have to contact them. And if you do, it's rotorooter.com or 800-GET-ROTO. Have you been in search for that perfect job opportunity? Well, look no further because Carolina Heating Service is currently looking for individuals to expand their team. Locally owned and operated for over 35 years, we specialize in generators, electrical services, residential light, commercial HVAC sales, service and installation, as well as geothermal systems. Top professional opportunities available anywhere from electricians, installers, service technicians, management, and customer service reps. Worried about benefits? Carolina Heating Service has you covered. Enjoy paid holidays and vacation days, a 401k, training programs, major insurance and full-time year-round stable work, as well as overtime opportunity. Basic qualifications include a drug test, background check and physical, as well as a valid driver's license. Other qualifications are subject to position applying for. The search could be over for you soon. Make that career leap. Apply now at carolinaheating.com and join our award-winning team. WCCP. I think I got it, but just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Our first hour of the show continues on a uh, sunsplash summer-like, really, Tuesday afternoon. Kelly Gramlich, Roy Philpott, great to have you with us. Just realized something. Here at the station, trusted intern and colleague Sanders went to, to AC Floor High School. He's a fighting falcon like I am. The I, only difference that's why between, I hired him, Roy. Huh? That's why I hired him. Well, very good. The only <laughs> difference between Sanders and myself is, is, is basically 20 years. I graduated from high school in 1993. He graduated from high school in 2013. Otherwise, we're basically the same person. And really, I, I mean, he, he felt like just one of the guys. A minute ago, just hanging out, tossing the pill around in the in the parking lot. 
What a good guy that guy is, man. man. Kelly, you know how to pick the interns here. I do what I can. Um, you know, I'm responsible for all of Zach's success. We know that. But <laughs> Sanders was working on, I teased this out on, on Out of Bounds, a, a video project that we've put together. And look for that on our social media tonight. He put it together in like two hours. Sanders did. Yeah. So he's a recent Clemson graduate. He matriculated from the uh, esteemed halls of AC Florida High School in Columbia, South Carolina, some four and a half years ago. And now he also knows how to edit video for us here at 105.5 The Roar. That's fantastic. That's right. He graduated this past weekend, actually. That's what I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Congratulations to Sanders. Also a shout out to uh, two friends of ours, uh, Kelly, working behind the scenes over in Tigertown. Uh, Failed to mention this late last week. Do want to mention it now. A good friend of ours, a good friend of the show and the station, Brian Hennessy. Baseball Brian, as he's uh, uh, known by in in media circles, uh, just worked his 1,000th consecutive Clemson baseball game over the weekend when Louisville came to town. And uh, nobody does it better. Uh, Just a a guy that's an absolute beast with details, has all the stats and metrics out there, possibly no demand. And uh, in many, many years of calling Clemson baseball games, uh, was meticulous with his notes his game notes, which are some of the best in the business. And that's not just an opinion. That's it's been verified by such committees that uh, rank game notes and uh, sports information work. And, and Brian's one of the best in the business. 1000 games in a row is mind blowing. At some point in time, you get sick at some point in time. Uh, I, I don't know. You're driving into the office that day to the ballpark. And, and I don't, you get in a fender bender or something. That hasn't even happened with, with baseball, Brian. So congratulations to him. Also a shout out to Phil Sykes, former Clemson basketball SID, who is uh, now working in a different capacity over at the uh, at the university. I believe he's in charge now of communications with student affairs. It was this big fancy title I saw posted on Twitter this weekend. Uh, Phil always did a great job as well in assisting us with getting uh, Coach Brownell and, and uh, even Oliver Purnell on the show back in the day and uh, did a great job with game notes. And just in the broadcasting world, when you go in, you do games, and you know what you're getting from a sports information department. It, it, it just, it means everything. Because you know going in that a lot of the difficult work and research has already been done for you. And then you can focus on other things, which makes the broadcast better. And I assure you of this, any broadcaster that called a Clemson baseball or basketball game, and they were also associated with football to different capacities as well, getting interviews and things like that. But any broadcaster that comes to Tigertown and has to do a game, whether you were, you know, Brent Musburger or Roy Philpot, whoever, you knew coming in exactly what you were dealing with. And there's an immediate sense of comfort there as a result of having great people behind the scenes doing the the, the down and dirty work for you. And so I, I know I speak for many broadcasters that feel the exact same way. And in fact, many of them have reached out on Twitter to both Brian Hennessy and Phil Sykes, uh, we, we, we thank both of you for the great job that's done. And Brian uh, will continue to do it in a baseball capacity and does a great job in helping to uh, put together the football programs uh, week in and week out during the fall. And Kelly, I'm sure that uh, you've had a lot of pleasant experiences, good experiences dealing with both of those individuals. Without a doubt. And recently, a few years ago, I was working as a GA over in communications and both those guys were were very good to me. Phil Sykes, of course, you know, working with basketball, allowing me to write stories and, and stuff like that. And same with Brian Hennessy. So loved working with them. Two of the best, just just all around good guys, but also very talented and very good at their jobs as well. I would add this. Uh, I, a lot of people, I think, approach 
personalities here at this station, uh, myself included, upper management, upper, upper management. There, there's people graduating from schools, you know, in Clemson or, or locally or even out of state. That And your, your goal is to work in sports. You want to be a part of sports. You know, maybe you're like me or Kelly or somebody else here to where it's just in your DNA. There's literally nothing else I could do. I tried to do it. I graduated from Clemson with a degree in computer engineering, tried to work in corporate America for a couple of years, and it just, I couldn't do it. That's not who I am. I'm, I'm a sports guy. It's what I do. Uh, but we're approached many times about working in sports or being broadcasters or bloggers or whatever. And I always, always offer the following thoughts. Number one, it's the single most competitive industry on the planet because everybody wants to do it. So you have to be talented, which means you can't suck. You have to be um, determined because you're going to get rejected many, many times. It, it, it's hard to find consistent work because, again, it's so competitive. But it is very rewarding, and it's also a lot of fun. I mean, it's far from the glamorous kind of lifestyles that many people associate with sports in general. I mean, you, you work a ton, uh, you work a ton just to do a, a three hour radio show or just to do a, a game or just to prepare game notes or whatever. It's a lot of hard work behind the scenes that most people don't see. I often remind people about that when it comes to broadcasting, I think kind of a, a, a neat catch all if you're interested in being in sports and it's also competitive, but uh, maybe a bit more rewarding because of the relationships that you can develop at a particular school, but going into sports information where you're able to write, you're able to do podcasts, you're able to uh, do videos, you're able to write for websites or for game programs. And you're also able to get to know the student athletes, I think at a much deeper level, uh, you have to work like heck to get into the field and you have to know the right people. And then there's a bunch of other things that have to happen, but I would imagine that that line of work is very uh, rewarding. And I've told people many times, hey, if you want to be in sports, but you're not a great athlete and uh, maybe you don't want to be in broadcasting, uh, sports information is kind of a neat niche to get into, especially if you're a people person and you enjoy, you know, working with the, uh, as they like to call the student athletes. I, you know, you've done a little bit of that. You were involved in that, obviously, as a, as a uh, player on the women's basketball team at Clemson. But I often tell people about that. Hey, if you're if you're interested, consider this as well as an alternative that could really be a, a, a fun and rewarding career. You're going to work, but uh, you can have a lot of fun doing it. I was first interested in working in sports when I saw what Jeff Callen did for our team. He used to be the women's basketball SID. He's now, you know, big time graphic guy and designed the logo and all that stuff. But he traveled with us. He did the game notes. Um, he was very invested in what in what happened and he wrote stories and all that. And so I reached out to Jeff when I graduated and he really got this going. And I thought I wanted to do sports information until I was put in front of a mic. And then I just loved it. Oh I caught the gosh. radio bug. Here, here we go. I the ego the radio takes bug. over for Kelly Gramlich. She's got to <laughs> no, be behind the microphone. I, I caught it. I caught the bug. Quack had me come in here and, and I just loved it. And then, of course, once you call your first game, there's no turning back from that. You know that, Roy. I do know that. You, you just want to call as many more as you possibly I, can. I could call a game every day the rest of my mm -hmm. life. I, I need some breaks in there, I, honestly. Uh, you you got to have some breaks, but it, it, it is a lot of fun. I did not know that, though. That's uh, You got behind the microphone. You're like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I Radio wasn't even on my radar. I had no idea. I mean, I, I like sports radio. My dad listened to it growing up, but I really didn't know. And then radio led to calling that first women's basketball game on the radio, which has led to, to many more games. And now I know that that's really all I want to do. It's so. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. 
You got to work your tail off to be able to do it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a very competitive field as well. 654-7627, the phone number. Uh, speaking of hiring, Greg and Anderson wants to know, uh, Roy Kelly, do you have any update on Brad Burnell hiring an assistant coach? Uh, the Tigers and Mike Winecki parted ways, I, I guess, about 45 days ago, somewhere in that time frame, uh, shortly after the conclusion of the season last year. I have not heard any update on which way Brad may be leaning. I uh, haven't uh, heard any kind of inside information, nor have I read anything. So I'm uh, not really sure, but I, I would argue this, Greg. It is a very important hire. You certainly like to bring in somebody that's got the recruiting ties. Although I say that the way recruiting is going right now in basketball, it, recruiting out of the AAU slash high school ranks, I mean, that's changing. And here with this program, I, I, I think the old staff and now the new staff, meaning the old staff with Mike Winecki and now the new staff minus Mike Winecki, whoever the new assistant is that's brought in, um, they have done a really nice job of finding the transfer players that are maybe at a mid-major level, Robert Morris, or at a major level, Vanderbilt, Michigan, and, and kind of finding these guys where it didn't work out with the first school that they signed with. Now, this overall has been a big problem in college basketball the last couple of years. Uh, the college basketball insiders refer to it as an epidemic because you have players signing with a program recruiting process was was long and bitter. They finally reach a decision. They sign with the program, and after a year or two, they decide, I don't want to play here anymore. I'm not getting the kind of PT that I wanted. I'm going to go elsewhere. And, and so two or three years ago, you had as many as almost 800 players transfer out of the D1 ranks to go to another Division One school in one offseason. I, I don't think it was quite that many this past year, but it's still around 600. It's still a lot of, a lot of players looking to find happiness somewhere else. And, and this staff while trying to recruit at a football school, that's the perception, obviously, and perception is reality, especially in recruiting circles, has done a really nice job in finding the Marquise Reeds out of Robert Morris, the Shelton Mitchells out of Vanderbilt. Uh, they just brought in the guy from Michigan, uh, Donnell, I think is how he pronounced his last name, that uh, they're hoping is going to provide some depth. Uh, Scara came in from Valpo. He's going to be eligible this coming season. It hasn't translated into a deep run in the NCAA tournament just yet. But the overall talent level on this roster has been bolstered tremendously by transfer players. And even with the guys that they've lost from this program, there haven't been a lot of head scratchers where you say, oh my God, I can't believe we lost this guy because he's gone on to be a tremendous player at Program X. Uh, Devin Coleman kind of did that. I believe went to Temple, had a decent career there. I, you know, Maybe he falls in a different category. Everybody else, that really hasn't been the case at all. And even from this past cycle, you lost Ty Hudson and uh, Legend Roberton. I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of tears shed as a result of those two guys leaving. So for the most part, you want to bring in a, a new assistant that has the recruiting ties. I don't know that I look at that as the Achilles heel of this program anymore. I, I, I think there's been enough talent to make a run in the NCAA tournament the last couple of years. Maybe you find a guy that just, you know, helps build the brand a little bit more and has some better ties, you know, in the high school AAU ranks if possible. But maybe just a guy that gives you some different perspective that gets you that winning play when you're trailing at NC State by a point and you've got possession with 10 seconds left and you feel like you got a great chance to win it. So it's kind of a different era that we're living in right now with Clemson Hoops. The one thing I would add to that, Roy, I think you're exactly right. And 
from, from what I have come to understand about the men's basketball program, the main recruiter is Steve Smith, and he's done a pretty darn good job. I think so. The, the one kind of Achilles heel, I would say, is recruiting in terms of post play. Okay. I think the guard play has been very good when you bring in a Shelton Mitchell and a Marquise Reed, um, guys like Gabe DeVoe, Avery Holmes. He was a transfer as well, and he was very productive. So the guard play has been very good. Now, we have yet to see Scara perform and um, Donnell from Michigan. They do seem like similar players to me. We saw Landry Noko regress a bit. City Jete kind of gave you what he's going to give you. So in terms of recruiting, I would like to see maybe, you know, a, an improvement in the post situation, in, in the 4-5 man situation. So maybe you bring in, Winecki was the post coach, so you bring in a new post coach that has some recruiting ties in that sense and knows and, and knows how to recruit the big man. That's kind of the one addition I could see really helping this Clemson basketball program. Yeah, also on the text line, Greg and Anderson, let's start with making the tournament first before we go with making a run in the tournament. I don't disagree. You got to get there. Uh, and when you get there, you, you like to win a game or two just to make things interesting. Uh, Brad was able to do it in his first year. They won a game in the first four and then were eliminated 36 hours later, a thousand miles away down in Tampa. Haven't been back since. They've been close. It hasn't happened. Uh, you figure given the closeness of the program the last couple of years, it you know it needs to happen soon. And that's been an ongoing dialogue, I think, between Brad and D-Rad. And, uh, everything's good there right now. Uh, given the fact he's been here seven years, obviously people want to win. They want to win more. They want to make the dance. They want to do it last year. So uh, certainly a sense of urgency there. We're going to talk some college football coming up. A lot more to get into as well with the NBA playoffs. You want to talk with us, 654-7627. 654-ROAR. Back with much more here in our first hour after this. Complete Nutrition just released the most effective weight loss product we've ever created. Plus, it comes with a free 21-day step-by-step program to follow. And we guarantee you success. If you lose more than 21 pounds in the first 21 days, see Complete Nutrition to adjust your plan. Healthy weight loss should not exceed a couple of pounds per week. Find Complete Nutrition in Greenville on Woodruff Road, in Spartanburg on East Blackstock Road, and in Anderson across from the Harbor Inn on North Main. Hey, this is Joseph from Local Q, inviting you to come try our famous house smoke wings. Tossed in our signature barbecue rub, these wings are sure to leave an impression. Pick between any of our 10 sauces, including a blueberry chipotle barbecue, coconut curry, and inferno for the daring. We also offer great lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and a unique brunch menu Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit us at 30 Orchard Park Drive, Suite 7, or online at www.localq.com. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times with a valid ID. This warm and sunny time of year should be filled with happy memories, road tripping to vacations. That is why My Garage by Essex wants you to have a happy car. Because who wants to spend their trip to the beach worrying about their car not starting or any other painful car mishaps? Not us. My Garage has a team of highly skilled mechanics with over 100 years experience who are honest, reliable, and professionally trained, which is reflected by doing the job right the first time. Don't leave your family's getaway up to chance. You all deserve to have a pain-free getaway. And while you wait for your car to be treated like the major investment it is, treat yourself to some hot coffee and free wireless anytime in our comfortable waiting room. My Garage is here for you. Come visit My Garage by Essex for all your maintenance and repair needs on Highway 93 in Clemson. Or call 633-5800. That's 633-5800. Happy motoring. 
Memorial Day sale at Simmons Mattress Outlet is starting a week early so you can enjoy your holiday and still save on a new mattress. Beginning Friday, May 19th through Memorial Day weekend, save up to 50% on select Beautyrest and Serta mattresses. Take an extra 10% off our lowest sale price on every in-stock mattress, even those not on sale. And at Simmons Mattress Outlet, the box spring is still free. May 19th through the 29th at Simmons Mattress Outlet in Seneca. Located in the old Walmart across from Chick-fil-A. Blue the dog here for propane. Making the rounds with my owner, the propane man, has allowed me to see a lot. I may just be a simple dog. I didn't attend the elite boarding kennels, and you'll never see me on Barking with the Stars. But I do know that propane is the smart fuel that lets millions of Americans live where they want and how they want. It's clean, reliable, and powers modern appliances from tankless water heaters to high-efficiency furnaces. Learn more at ProudlyPropane.com. Everyone has someone in their lives that could use a little surprise, a little pick-me-up. You want to deliver those smiles, but who has the time? School, work, and more. Try Urban Nirvana's online gift certificate. Buy and print it right from your own computer. A great way to treat your wife for making all those tailgate preparations. Your college student for all the hard work. Or mom, just because. Online purchase and print from your computer. Only at urbannirvana.com. There are two things every parent wants when their child goes to college. For their child to do well and a way to afford it. Now, with Discover Student Loans, parents can have the best of both worlds. Not only do our loans cover up to 100% of school-certified costs with zero fees, but we'll give them a cash reward for each new student loan if they earn at least a 3.0 GPA or equivalent. That means every A in history or B in math could help them earn a cash reward for good grades. Just one of the many ways we treat you like you'd treat you. Apply now in 15 minutes or less at discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Roy Philpott on WCCP. But it's a well-known fact, if a camera's not on him, he treats old people and children like dirt. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Our first hour continues about half an hour away from Daniel Shirley uh, joining us here on the show, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph. We look forward to catching up with D. Shizzle. He was dropping all kinds of knowledge bombs on us last week. Talking about the newspaper business, talking about the media industry. Now, we're not going to go back down that road with D. Shizzle today, but I was just fascinated by that. I had a lot of people sending me uh, texts uh, in the uh, media business as we were talking with him, just blown away by some of the information that he was giving us. So Daniel Shirley coming up in our second hour, going to talk some Atlanta Braves, going to talk some Georgia Dogs. We'll talk some Clemson with our good friend Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph on Twitter, DM underscore Shirley. Always one of our favorite uh, times of the week to be able to catch up with uh, Shizzle. Good stuff there. There's also this directive that's been handed to me by upper management here today. And I want to make sure that we hit these points as well to make sure that everybody understands uh, what's been going on here at the station. And basically it comes down to this. For many, many years, you've been listening to us via terrestrial radio, the channel that you can find on your dial, in your car, in your house, 105.5 The Roar, formerly 104.9 The Drive and all kinds of other stuff. Used to be 104.9 The Super Sports FM back in the day. Oh, that's a long time ago. The first show I ever did here was way back in 2002. I did a show here on Thursday night after the Tommy Bowden call-in show. And me and Scott Reimer hosted a college football preview show Thursday nights on 104.9, your Super Sports FM. Oh, man. I mean, it was it back in the day, day. 
It's a long time ago. But you could also, even back then, listen to the station online at WCCPFM.com. And so we've advanced now, obviously, as most stations have, not only radio, but television and just the digital push is, is on, um, it's on full alert these days. WCCPFM.com, you can listen to all the shows. And now we're podcasting every hour of every show on the website, WCCPFM.com. All you got to do is click on a show description on the homepage and the list of the podcast will pop up automatically. If you miss a minute, you miss a lot. Don't miss a single second of any of our shows. Go to WCCPFM.com. We are also now on iTunes. Search WCCP in the iTunes store. You can find the podcast of all the shows. Mickey's Little Morning Show with Zach, Out of Bounds, our program, Road Rage as well. And, of course, you can listen to the station, WCCPFM.com. Listen live any time of the day. We've got polls. We've got good stuff. And, of course, very active on uh, social media, on the Twitter. And uh, are we on Facebook, too? We do a lot of Facebook stuff. You better believe it, Roy. You better believe it, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Insta, that's where it's all at these the days IG. with all the uh, the millennials, right? That That's where it's happening. Yeah, the kids. At uh, 105.5 The Roar on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you give us a follow uh, there as we post uh, behind-the-scenes content. Now, Sanders was doing what with this video? Give us details oh, of what's happening behind I'm so the excited. I don't want to give it all away. Um, but so we, we spoofed a famous Clemson event, a famous Clemson moment that happened kind of recently, and it involved Mickey Plyler and, and a trophy of some sort. That's all I'm going to say. Mickey was excellent. He, Mickey's I mean, a part of the video. He made his acting debut, I would say, and he did a great job. Sanders filmed it. Ben Milstead was involved. William Quackenbush makes an appearance at the very end. Oh, wow. But I, I just think it's going to give you a chuckle. It's going to give you a chuckle, and so we're going to post that. Look for it later today on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'd love to hear your feedback, and, and mainly because our intern Sanders, who... Roy, this is his second week on the job. Put together this incredible video. Such good work by a Clemson grad. And we just want you guys to see it. So look for that uh, coming later today. Very good. Way to tease that. You got to follow us on social media to be able to do so. You can follow me as well at Roy Philpott and also Kelly at Kelly Gramlich uh, on Twitter. Good stuff flowing out of those Twitter accounts. Uh, uh, fairly early. Some, some quick thoughts on the NBA playoffs. I'm going to get to college football. We'll get to Daniel Shirley coming up in our next hour as well. I was not shocked at all that Boston took care of business last night. We gave you that as a super lock of the millennium yesterday on the show. Uh, Celtics were only favored by five at home. They they doubled that point spread, according to our friends out in Las Vegas. Isaiah Thomas continues to play at a very high level. Washington made a run. Uh, it was a valiant effort. Too much Kelly Olenek. I, I don't even know where that guy came from. At one point last night, he was 10 of 13 from the floor. This is a seven-foot white dude chucking up three-pointers all night long. And they were going in. And they weren't just like threes when they were ahead by 13. They were like threes when they're down by two to start the fourth quarter. Or threes after Washington had made a run with John Wall. John Wall had himself quite a run in the playoffs. And Washington, I think, is well positioned if it can find some additional help down low to, to make further runs in the coming seasons. But Kelly Olenek was one of the big stories last night. The surprise hero. Uh, for the Seas. And, and so now the question is this. We don't care about what happened last night. We care about what's coming up. Game two tonight, San Antonio, Golden State. Game one now, the Eastern Conference Finals later this week between Boston and Cleveland. And guess who has home court advantage? The Celtics do. The question remains, can Boston do anything in a seven-game series against the great one himself, the chosen one? We are all a witness, LeBron James. Can the Celtics do anything 
to extend this series to seven games to give themselves a chance to pull off the upset. I'm down with Isaiah Thomas. I love what Avery Bradley did in the Eastern Conference semis. The guy's a lockdown defender, and it's like turning to Dennis Scott hitting three-pointers. He's been magnificent to watch. Is that going to be remotely enough to, quote-unquote, upset the Cavaliers, who still haven't lost a single game in these playoffs, and they're coming off a nice hiatus again in between series? That's the question I pose to you. Does Boston have any chance whatsoever, Kelly? Your silence is deafening. Uh, yeah. Your hesitancy speaks volumes. Here's the issue, Roy. A lot of people are saying five games, and I'm kind of leaning towards six. I still think they don't have a chance. I would be shocked. Oh, you, so you think at least goes to six? I mean, Maybe. it would be something if Boston wins two games in this series right now. But I love, I think this is, I'm glad you pointed this out. It's a really important factor. Boston has home court. They have home court. They're the, so they're the number one seed. You start two games at home if you're Boston. You've been hot in these playoffs. You're telling me Boston's not going to win one of those two? Is that a win? The home team to just split the first two games against Cleveland. That's a win. You're telling me they're, yeah, but you're telling me they're not going to do it. They're going to, I would think. So then it inevitably has to go to five. Let's say Cleveland wins both in Cleveland. So the Celtics are down 3-1. They come back home. They win game five, right? And All it right, goes so to that's, six. So that's six. It has to go to six. And then Cleveland wins on its home floor in game six back of the queue. I mean, does it help Cleveland? They've been sitting on their couch for a week and a half. It's interesting. I mean, normally with an older team, I would say yes. The great tactician that is Tyron Lue has done a pretty good job in trying to keep his team active. And I don't like Tyron Lue. Is it bad I mean, that I laugh whenever you say that? Well, I, I mean, you know, we, we applaud him and, and just and just marvel at all of his basketball intelligence from last year. Man, he was so smart. I tell you what, when LeBron blocked Iguodala's shot against the backboard in Game 7 at Oracle Arena last year, Tyron Lue orchestrated the whole deal. <laughs> He was the one that told LeBron, that shouted the instructions from across the way, LeBron, catch up with Iguodala, make sure you block the shot on the backboard, and we're going to go win this series. Tyron Lue beat the Warriors last year because Draymond Green was suspended in Game 5 and because LeBron made one of the best rejections in the history of the NBA Finals when his team absolutely had to have it the most, period. And also Kyrie Irving played out of his mind. Lue had nothing to do with any of it. Lou had nothing to do with any of it. Um, but I digress. I don't, I don't want to go down the Tyron Lou uh, road too too far today because we, we do that enough as it is. I, I, he, he's fine. He's fine. He, he's not the reason Cleveland won it. And he, he's not going to be the reason that Cleveland wins a game or two against Golden State this year and then gets obliterated. He's a good coach. He, he, was, he wasn't a difference maker last year. That's all I'm going to say. Let me ask you this. Do you give Boston the upper hand when it comes to Brad Stevens against Tyron Lou? Yes, and here's how you can start to understand what I'm talking about when it comes to coaching at the NBA. A lot of it has to do, I don't want to say a lot of it, some of it has to do with being able to motivate your club to be able to press the right buttons. Lou prides himself on that, especially with LeBron James. That's fine. I'll give you that. I want you to watch, more importantly, this Boston-Cleveland series. When the Celtics come out of a timeout with possession of the basketball and when Stevens gets the ability to draw up a play to find a guy an open look whether that's now Avery Bradley from distance whether it's freeing up Isaiah Thomas on you know screen the screen or action whatever it may be 
after every timeout in Boston has possession, somebody's getting an open look. And, and the majority of the time, it, it's going to end up in two or three points. Stevens is that good of a coach. It's not that Lou doesn't do that. I think you'll find out in these Eastern Conference Finals, even though Cleveland is the more talented team, Boston has the, the uh, superior coaching staff. And, and maybe that helps neutralize things a little bit. Based off what the two franchises have done so far in these playoffs, it, it would be foolish to think that Boston now, with home court advantage even, is the favorite in the seven-game series. I, that's just not the case because mainly of LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and a little Kevin Love sprinkled in as well. Kyrie Irving has become such a deadly shot maker. If the game's on the line and the entire world is, you know, focused on LeBron James, sometimes his outside shot doesn't go. Sometimes he gets to the rim and he doesn't connect. But if he draws a lot of attention to himself and then he dishes it out to Kyrie Irving, from my perspective, about 80% of the time, ball's going in the bucket from Irving's hands. And that's a three, that's mid-range, that's in attack mode. And he makes things happen. Um, that that That's a big part of Cleveland and kind of where it it, it has built itself uh, with LeBron James. And, and, you know, Kevin Love making threes. J.R. Smith's not wearing a, a shirt, but he's draining shots from the corner. That's fantastic. You go go do your little thing, buddy. It's fantastic what you do out there. You know, you play the chip on your shoulder. You're a chucker. Gives his team a little bit of an edge. Stevens helps neutralize the LeBron, Irving, Love, J.R. Smith advantage. I'm not a big fan of Channing Fry. That guy's a chucker. I'm not a big fan, and I think he wilts with a game on the line especially. Stevens helps neutralize it. I, I still don't think that that's going to be enough in a seven-game series. And, and listen to me right now. I, I would love to be wrong. I, I don't want Cleveland winning. As much as LeBron has won over the haters by winning championships, multiple titles, it still is an awful lot of fun when he loses. And it's fun to watch him get ticked off when they do lose. And if it happened short of the NBA Finals, this would be a glorious playoff. It would be absolutely glorious. I, I just, I don't think that's going to happen here. Would you rather see the LeBron-led Cavs win or the Kevin Durant-led Warriors win? I, I want to see Golden State okay. win it. Yeah, okay. I, no, I, I'm, still, I'm still kind of a quasi-Golden State fan. I like the way that they play. I, I'm not always a huge fan of Steph Curry's body language and some of the stuff that he does. But, man, when he's on, uh, the third quarter of game one against San Antonio, trailing by 25, and he pours in 19. I mean, it's like a little shot put out of his out of his right arm there. He just flicks the wrist, and it's going in, baby. It's so fun to watch. I, I, I mean, and, and everybody knows it's going in, and it doesn't matter where he's shooting from. It's going in. He knows it. You know it. The staff knows it. Everybody inside Oracle Arena knows it. Greg Popovich knows it. Uh, Mike Breen knows it. I mean, it's it's just fun basketball. I, I want to see Golden State win it. I want to see Golden State win it over Cleveland in convincing fashion. I'll take Boston in there because that means LeBron starts crying in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I, I kind of want to see that again. I, I still like Golden State. Yeah, they can be a little bit annoying. Yeah, they're kind of the new evil empire with Kevin Durant. I get it. But I still love watching them play, man. When, when when Thompson's on, when Curry's on, when Green's barking and, and Kevin Durant's doing his thing, man, that's a fun team to watch. And they, they got some good guys coming off the bat. I didn't even realize David West was playing at Golden State now. Man, that guy, he's been in the league forever, and he always comes up with a game in the playoffs where he scores like 25 and nobody expects it. He was with the Spurs last year. Yeah. 
And he used to be with New Orleans when they had Chris Paul yep. and they made that run. And that the one Pacers. Year. The Pacers. He's been in the playoffs his whole career. Yes, he has. He's a good player. A uh, good player. Don't forget, Daniel Shirley joins us in about 20 minutes. Going to talk some college football to kickstart our second hour. If you want to talk with us, give us a buzz during the break. 654-7627. 654-ROAR. It'll be Golden State in Cleveland. And the Warriors probably win it in five or six in the NBA Finals. That's where it's going. That's where it's been going. And nothing I've seen so far in the playoffs changes any of that. First hour in the books. Hour two.